Hey everyone, and welcome back to the TABC podcast where our goal is to equip God's people to restore all things back to Him one person, one place at a time. My name is Jordan, and I'm your host as well as the student and children's pastor here at TABC. On each of these podcasts, we do our best to tackle an aspect of faith that affects the spiritual lives of those attending TABC by speaking with someone who has boots on the ground experience with our topic. Normally, we would be joined by somebody in our TABC community to talk with us about the topic, but today is going to be a little bit different. Recently, I've been thinking about how to address the topic of representing Jesus well on social media. Our culture, even Christian culture, seems really divided right now on so many issues, and it seems like it's impossible to share your thoughts without offending someone or stirring up an unwanted debate. As I was processing all that stuff, I ran across the interview that you're going to hear today. The interview that follows was done by a good friend of mine named Matt Ayersman. He runs all things media at First Mennonite Brethren Church in Wichita. Matt is so good at what he does, and when I heard how he took on this topic, I knew there was no way that I could do it any better. And so rather than trying to do my own version and recreate this conversation, I reached out to Matt, and he was gracious enough to let me use it for uh, for our podcast. So Matt, thank you so much for letting us use your content um, truly, man, you are so kingdom-minded, and I'm really blown away by your by your heart for Jesus. So thanks, man. The interview you're about to hear is between my friend Matt and a buddy of his named Sam Hoover. Sam is the global social media lead for Compassion International. You've likely heard of Compassion. They connect millions of kids around the world with sponsors who provide them with essentials like food, clothes, and schooling, as well as access to the gospel. The discussion that Matt and Sam are going to have is so good and it answers so many questions that we're all asking right now about how to navigate social media as a Jesus follower. Okay, that is enough from me. We're going to jump right into this. So let's get into Matt and Sam's discussion on this episode of the TABC Equipping Podcast. Enjoy. All right, my friends, you've got a fun conversation today. I've got a really good friend of mine that I am really excited to introduce you to. So we've got a good and an important topic, and I've got my friend Sam Hoover on the line. Um, Sam and I have been friends, I think it's been about 10 years, which is hard to believe. Sam and I, we've done a lot of cool, just random projects together. We used to work together. Sam is currently the global social media lead at Compassion International, a really awesome organization that hopefully a lot of you already know about, but um, Sam's a good friend, and he is kind of my go-to guy whenever I have social media questions. He is at the top of his game, especially in the social media Christian nonprofit world. So I'm honored to have a real expert on the line today. Sam, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Matt, it's uh, it's really great to talk to you again. It's been 10 years. That is amazing. I, it, I know. It is crazy. <laughs> we moved to Colorado in 2011. Uh, and we started working. I started working at the same same nonprofit as you later that, that in that spring. Yep. And yeah, our, we just became fast friends. Uh, I remember one infamous lunch that you and I had with uh, a few other friends and one, I don't know if we can name drop Christian sure, celebrities, but, but we got to have lunch with John Acuff. Yeah. And I remember, um, you know, John is a big deal now. Yes. And I like the thing that I remember from that lunch was just how much fun I had with you. Like, <laughs> It was fun having lunch with John, you know, but uh, 
but I loved hanging out with my friend Matt and uh, having lunch with him. And yeah, we've we've had some we've had some fun times uh, yeah. in the years. And it's uh it's good to it's good to talk to you again. And I'm I'm happy to talk social media. I love social media. I hate social media. <laughs> it is a double edged sword. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, thanks for thanks so much for having me uh, on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, we. I think you and I were on the the jumbotron at a Rockies game, if I remember correctly. And yes, that's right. And we also saw you two together the, at a concert in Denver. So we've had a lot of great times. Um, Dude, I totally forgot about the Rockies game. The, <laughs> being on the jumbotron and doing uh doing, we were sitting on the like third balcony, first row, doing some crazy dance in between innings, and all of a sudden. You scream and like we're on the jumbotron. <laughs> That's so great. Good times, good times. Well, Sam, like I said, hopefully most people know about Compassion, but why don't you give everybody just an overview of what what Compassion is, what you do there, a little bit about your family, just give us a quick little bio. Great. Um, Compassion International is a Christian nonprofit based here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, our mission is to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Uh, we serve. 2 million kids in 25 countries around the world who live in extreme poverty. These kids attend uh, a church center uh, at least once a week where they are fed a nutritious meal. They're taught a, a lesson straight out of the Bible. And then they're given life skills that will help them to develop into, into healthy adults. Uh, Compassion has been around for, for 50 some odd years. I've only been part of it for the last, uh, the last six, six and a half, uh, working in social media. As you said earlier, my title right now is, uh, is the Global Social Media Lead. So I coordinate all of our marketing offices around the world and their social media efforts, whether it's um, you know, creating memes on Facebook mm-hmm. or creating uh, videos on YouTube or TikTok. We run the gamut of social media experience trying to just create uh, unified experiences uh, across every channel for every neighbor. And Compassion is one of my favorite organizations. Like I just, I've, you know, kind of been involved for a while and I just love the mission and love what you guys do. It's just, it's a great organization that I'm really, I'm proud to know that you're there because I know you do just a lot of really great work there. And you've done social media for years back when, you know, a lot of this was just starting off. I know you've got a lot of experience leading a lot of different nonprofits through social. So you really are kind of the perfect person to talk with today. Man, I've got more stories I wish we could recap. We got to get, get moving here because you got a lot to tackle. So, so Sam, we are, we're currently recording this, what, early October, and this will come out probably around election time. So you and I, a lot can happen in two or three, four weeks. Who knows what the world looks like by the time this is hitting people's phones and iPads or whatever, but especially this year, it's just a crazy, crazy time, right? I mean, obviously the coronavirus stuff, the, you know, the racial stuff, it's just been a hard year. Politics stuff just seems like it's getting crazier and crazier and more and more out of hand. And I don't know about you, but I just, I I tell people sometimes I feel like politically homeless. Like I don't really feel like I fit in anywhere. It's just a, it's just a mess. And one of the hardest parts about that mess is knowing what to do about that online, right? Um, How do you, how do you represent Jesus well online in really turbulent, toxic times? What's our responsibility to speak up about injustice or when is it better for us just to be silent and not add to the noise? Those are hard decisions to make. Um, so that's where we're kind of headed today. 
Um, but first, kind of first question for you, Sam, is do you personally, do you have any kind of rule or guidelines that you try to hold yourself to? Like, do you just blanket, I'm not going to talk about that stuff? Or do you have anything that you kind of use to guide your own conversations? Oh, man, that's such a, such a loaded question, <laughs> Matt Ayersman. I um, personally, I stay away from posting political, my political opinions mm -hmm. uh, on my personal social media channels um, for a variety of reasons. But I, I think primarily because social media is a relationship tool. Uh, like I said earlier, it's a double-edged sword. Just like every relationship can be a double-edged sword. Sometimes yep. it can be really, really good. And sometimes the relationship can be really, really toxic. Social media isn't the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do have a relationship with social media. And we can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but social media helps connect people digitally. And it is difficult, as you well know, to connect with people just in real life. And when you strip out some of the nuances that relationships need uh, in that person-to-person -person context, uh, it can make social media and how you relate to people really, really tricky, really difficult. So I've been involved in social media for 10 years, 12 years now um, professionally, and I've realized uh, a, couple, a couple core truths. One is, and it really, this is probably the only truth that I really need to, <laughs> need to go into, I have never changed anybody's opinion about anything significantly by posting something on social media. Right. I think it's good to be informed. Uh, and, and I think it's okay to, to share with people the things that you're learning and the opinions that you've in that, that, that you have. But for the most part, every time that I've done that in the past, uh, it's, it hasn't led to really good, healthy discussion yeah. and conversation. And so this political season, as I have the last few political, uh, political seasons, uh, I've stayed off of sharing my personal political opinions on my social media channels. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's just my personal preference. Mm -hmm. It's not a, uh, I wouldn't say this is what everyone needs to do or what everyone should do. It's just what I do. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. And I think what's hard is when we get into politics, when we t talk about things like, you know, whether it's, you know, abortion or immigration or any of these like really hot button things, a lot of the things that you see shared on social media are about things like that because people care really deeply right? They're big topics that they, that people feel like I have to do something about this injustice, like whatever side you land on, we've all got strong opinions. And I've, my pastor often says that none of us are wrong on purpose, right? Like we all think that whatever we think is right or else we wouldn't think that, right? So can you talk to someone, especially if they've got a little bit of like the, a justice bent where they're just like, how the world that I'm seeing is not okay. I need to do something and it's important that I get my opinion out because we've got to do something like there, there's an element of good there. Right. But how do you weigh that with not just causing trouble? <laughs> yeah, there is definitely an element of good. And I think you, you hit on a couple of points and the primary one is, is, is I think this social media really promotes brevity right? The ability to, to share your opinion or your experience 
in one or two sentences or a couple of short paragraphs. Yeah. That's really encouraged. I don't know about you. I don't read a lot of long posts mm-hmm. on social media, especially from my friends. I might read, you know, the first line mm-hmm. or the first couple of lines, and then I'm on to the next thing. Yeah. And so social media has really trained us to be succinct. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is, like you said, these issues of justice, whether it's, uh, whether it's about uh, life, whether it's about immigration, mm-hmm. whether it's about poverty, these are really complex issues. Yeah. And so you have these complex issues that we are encouraged to communicate about mm-hmm. very briefly and very succinctly. Yeah. I don't think we're able to to do these complex issues, any justice on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, in any given post. And so what ends up happening is we have become so, we've reduced the argument down to here's my opinion on it. Here's where I've landed after looking at, hopefully looking at all the facts and reading and research and uh, about this massive issue Mm-hmm. here's my one thing I have to say about it. Right. And so I read your one thing and I think, oh, well, I, either I agree or disagree, mm-hmm. but your one thing doesn't do any justice to the complex issues of, uh, of these topics. And so it's really, it, it's become a real challenge because we've taken a lot of the nuance of these conversations and the complexity of these issues out of the equation mm-hmm. and one one thing that's just so complicated is like uh, uh, the point about brevity i think is really important i'm glad you brought that up but on my and just so i'm clear from the outset i feel like i have zero answers if it feels like i have any answers i've got zero answers that's why i'm talking to my friend sam here but one thing <laughs> i wrestle one thing i wrestle with and this is kind of cheesy i don't want to go too far in the cheese here but like i sometimes i really think like what would jesus be doing right now like would jesus be post would he be tweeting about whoever or would he be tweeting about whatever issue and because there's part of me that's like well i don't know if silence is the right answer like i know that we obviously need to choose words very carefully and sometimes throwing our opinion in there is all it's going to do is just stir the fire and that's not good but to me it seems like silence might do just as much damage as not saying saying something on the other end so Again, we're just kind of continuing the same train of thought here, but what do you think about the, the idea of being silent and is that, does that ever actually do more damage than good? Yeah, absolutely. It can, especially if you feel like the Lord is asking you or, or telling you to speak up. Yeah. Um, inaction can do a lot of damage, especially if you feel like you need to be active, you need to act. I don't know if Jesus would be tweeting. I don't know if Jesus would be TikToking and doing dances. What I do know is Jesus would be in step with his father, in step with the Holy Spirit, and constantly checking uh, himself against what he knows to be true, that his heavenly father loves him, and that his heavenly father wants to bring God's kingdom here on earth. And so I think the question of should I be silent, should I say something, should I act, or should I do nothing, there's not, there can't be just a broad, you know, a big thumb down that says, this is the answer. No, the truth is the answer is different for you and it's different for me and it's different in every circumstance. And that answer is, what is the Lord asking you to do? What is he asking you to be obedient in? 
both the big things, big life decisions of, you know, career and moving and, uh, and, and all the way down to the little decisions of, should I post this? Should I share my opinions? Should I respond to my family members, you know, <laughs> post? Yeah. Um, or should I not? Like, I feel like, I think, and from my experience, I know that the Holy Spirit is concerned with our hearts mm-hmm. and our motives and our actions. And that can be both in the big, uh, the big issues and it can speak all the way down to the small ones. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I have to remind myself of sometimes is that um, speaking up doesn't necessarily have to look negative, right? Like the people that I really admire on social media, they are speaking up, but they're doing it in a way where they are being, they're sharing truth in a positive light that, I mean, honestly, you can't, ar- there's some things you just can't argue. And so just shedding a little bit of positive light on social media has maybe never been as important as it is right now. And that takes, that takes skill. Like, I'm not sure if everybody has like crafting words that are healing in a time of so much division. That's a skill that not everyone has. And it requires a thought process that is a lot deeper than just typing out your rage when you see something on TV. So, I mean, <laughs> do, do, would you agree with that? That's like choosing to put some positivity on social media. Is that something that you agree is important? And are there other ways that we can do that? Oh, of course. No, and you're absolutely right. It is a skill. Um, but it also, it's, it's a practice, right? Like, like you have to practice these skills. And so sometimes you're going to practice this skill and it, it, just like my kids practice the mm-hmm. piano and it's mm-hmm. going to sound terrible. It's right. going to sound clunky and it's going to sound out of tune or they're going to hit the wrong notes and it's just going to mm-hmm. sound bad. Yeah. And sometimes what you're going to post is not going to be, it's not going to come across the way that you want it to come across. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more wordy and, uh, not as succinct as you want it to be, or, you know, sometimes you verbally process mm-hmm. through typing. Yeah. And sometimes you say things that, well, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that, but through the process of communication, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of coming to this, to this final point, but you know, everything in love, right? Like that's, I, I really think that's the key caring about your neighbor, caring about your family and caring about yourself as well. I yep. think I, I think a lot of our a lot of this discussion about social media can can really be boiled down to <laughs> loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving yep. your neighbor as yourself. Right? Yeah. Um, it can't. The the answer, the solution, can be as easy as succinct as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad you just brought up verbal processing. So that reminds me of something I I wanted to ask you. So. I've been doing social media professionally almost as long as you have. And, but I find that I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and so I recently made a mistake. I wish I could take it back. I posted, I posted something political, I think for like the third time in my life, someone said something that as a Christian, I just wasn't really okay with. And so I, I posted a little thing about something I saw in the news that was frustrating to me. And I got instantly just attacked and family members were saying rude things to each other. And it, it, it was just, I immediately was like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have posted that. But in my mind, I'm glad you said verbal, verbal processing because sometimes I need to process some of these things. And I, in my mind, I was like, you know what? This specific thing doesn't feel right to me. I wonder what my friends and family f- feel. Like that was kind of my thought process, but it was quick. I was quickly discouraged that that wasn't possible. 
that I, I that that can't really happen right now. It seems like if you post something that's going to ruffle some feathers, you're probably not going to have a healthy discussion, right? So even even if your goal is, man, this is I'm seeing some hard things and I need help processing this, that can go the wrong way and be misinterpreted. So how do you think is it ever healthy to verbally or to like yeah verbally process on social media or is that just if it's remotely controversial, that's just the wrong platform for those conversations. <laughs> well, I would consider a channel like Twitter to be like verbally processing, right? Like Twitter is, there's never a, a solid end to a conversation or a solid end to an argument. It, it, it continues to evolve and it, it continues to, to morph. And so I, I think what you, you, in your experience, you know, I, I think you're, you're, you're getting a little bit more mature in, uh, in, in your experience and realizing that, okay, maybe social media isn't necessarily the place to verbally process or to, or to process, you know, my thoughts and feelings about this issue. Yeah. But you still feel like I need to process this somehow, some way with someone. Feel like, take that conversation offline. You know, like that's the perfect time to pause before you post mm-hmm. and, identify a few trusted friends trusted relationships that you can uh that you can go to to say hey just let me process something with you in a safe environment because social media is not a safe environment let's just be honest as much as we'd like for it to be and as much as it has been in the past yeah it certainly isn't now Mm -hmm. and it's it may not be a great place for uh, for you or me or any of your listeners really to process their thoughts and feelings, you know, one post at a time. Yep. You just have to take it with a grain of salt. Yep. Okay. Well, and kind of similarly on a similar topic. So let's say you and I, you or I see a friend or a family member who posts something that maybe you or I feel like is, whether it's inappropriate or not, it's maybe just not a good idea to process or to post that publicly. Have you ever talked to a friend or a family member, especially right now when it's so hard to know what's real? Like I've got some well-intentioned people who are sharing things that aren't true, especially right now. So do you, do you ever feel a responsibility to kind of call some of that activity out or is that just not our place to do that? What, what do you do when you see your friends and family doing those kinds of things? Oh man, that's a great, that's a great question. I think my, my action is going to hinge on what my what my non-digital relationship with the person looks like mm-hmm. right if it's uh an aunt or an uncle who uh who i haven't talked to in years and they post something mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm going to you know pipe in and say you know actually mm-hmm. or at least i'm not going to comment on their post publicly and say actually this is what i've learned this is what's true this is what is uh this is what's right um, I think you really have to take your cues off of your real life relationship and let social media be a mirror of that. But again, I think it, it also kind of goes back to, it goes back to being in step with, with the spirit. You know, if, if that aunt or uncle posts something and you feel something inside of you well up to say something, that's good. And I think you should say something, maybe not immediately. Maybe it's a good chance to to hit that pause button and to mm-hmm. gather your thoughts, gather your feelings, and maybe write out a response or two 
mm-hmm. and make sure that it is appropriate, make sure it's loving, make sure it's caring, and it has the other person's uh, needs and their heart and their uh, their soul um, mm-hmm. as a as a uh, you know caring for them as a priority mm-hmm. before you actually post something, before you knee jerk reaction and post a comment and say, as a matter of fact, actually. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Because we've all seen those uh, those kinds of interactions with uh, with other people, or maybe we've done it ourselves, and they haven't ended in a very good place. Right, right, yeah. Again, so that we're just kind of leading right around right along the the trail that I had planned here. So, have you ever gotten to the point where, or maybe you have seasons of rest or something, where you just get get off social media for a while? Do you delete the apps from your phone? Do you ever find that you just kind of need? A cleanse from because I know I feel that way. <laughs> like right now I deleted all the apps from my phone several weeks ago and I just I just needed some time away like I was you know it's easy to get addicted and just scroll you know that's that's part of it but I was just getting tired of just the toxic negative stuff and just the way it made me feel and the way it made me interact with the people that I love like I I just re- I recognized to myself that I I don't need this right now <laughs> has that happened to you or do you have seasons where you do that on purpose I wish this was a video podcast because you could see the stink face that I'm making, yeah. uh, dear dear listener. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I have a I don't I don't have a set practice of taking social media fasts. One is because my job depends on me knowing about social media trends and technology, and so. I, I may not have the luxury that a, you know a, a, a normal a normal person uh, would have. However, I think it's very good. I think it's it's very good to take those breaks. Yeah, it's probably time that we all take a little break yeah. from social media. You know, to take a, a day, a week, uh, two weeks, and just delete the app and you know, kind of kind of reset and reboot. And I think one of the reasons I think we need to understand why these breaks are necessary is to really understand what is it about social media that makes it so addictive because that information can help us become better social media users in the future social media from the very beginning has always encouraged conversation has always encouraged relationship but the way that they do it has evolved mm-hmm. where now in in 2020 anytime you get uh a comment or a like or someone tags your picture, we get notified of it. Right. And these notifications are are meant to cut through whatever we're doing to interrupt our, uh, you know, our daily lives to say, hey, this has happened. You might want to look at it. Yeah. And so naturally, or we, it's now become a habit. We get these notifications, we pick up our phones, we pick up our device, and we read the notification. Mm-hmm. These notifications, if you, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine like in real life, mm-hmm. if someone was talking about you and yeah. you got a real life notification, let's say yeah. you're working or let's say you're asleep yeah. and like all of a sudden someone comes up and just slaps you in the face and says, right. hey, your cousin just <laughs> said something about you yeah or knock 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 i like that <laughs> yeah right like it's it's rude it, yeah. it interrupts our um it, it interrupts our our daily life 
And I don't think that's, I don't, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that addiction. Mm-hmm. I struggle with those notifications. And so even the, even the act of turning off your notifications to control and reclaim your screen time, reclaim your social media, I think is really mature and it's really healthy. Yeah. So notifications is one thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is that these social networks, these social media channels are built on algorithms that will take your actions, the, co- the posts that you like, the people that you engage with, uh, the pictures that you pause a little bit longer or the text that you read. Mm-hmm. These social media networks are actually built to understand the difference between, is this a picture uh, that, um, of the sports team that I like or mm-hmm. is it just any other sports team? Oh. Mm-hmm. If it's a sports team that I like and I spend more time on it, the algorithm then learns, oh, well, I should send Sam more pictures, more content from the team that he likes. Yeah. And so it feeds into this, this overuse of your device, overuse of social media. And again, it kind of becomes addictive because you start seeing content that you like, you start seeing content that you agree with, and then soon enough the algorithm has learned so much about you your opinions your likes and your dislikes that they only serve you content that is are is content that you're that you're going to engage with yeah and so very quickly you don't see i'm a i'm a cardinals fan i don't see cubs content right yeah i right. don't see content from the other side because that's how the algorithm is built mm-hmm. and so when you look at the political landscape, when you look at our political conversations, mm-hmm. the same thing is true. Mm-hmm. The, news, uh, the news sites and topics that we agree with, that we like, that we share, that we comment on, the algorithms then realize, oh, well, you believe this about this topic, so we're going to send you more content mm-hmm. that aligns with that belief. Right. And so you never see anything from from the other side, unless it is, you know, attacking the other side, which mm-hmm. you probably would want to do because you believe this over here. Yeah, so understanding how they, how these algorithms work, understanding how these notifications work, that's the first key to being able to reclaim our screen time. Mm-hmm. So we can have these Sabbaths. So we can have these moments of rest. Mm-hmm. So we can have some normalcy back in our lives and, really reclaim the ability for social media to be a positive influence on our lives and not a negative one. And those are great tips. Listener, go rewind and listen to that again and do it because that's really good advice. And again, Sam, I like where you're going with that too, because social media has just changed so much, right? Like since when you and I used to just goof off, post some goofy things 10 years ago, it's just a different world. And I'm sure you've seen the social dilemma thing on Netflix. Probably some people listening probably have too. And I mean, it's easy to get, I mean, a a little spooked out by how much data these people have about us and they're kind of profiting off of us. And I mean, it is kind of a dark, if you get too down that wormhole, it's dark and kind of depressing to think about all that. But we started off this conversation by saying it's social media is a tool, right? Just like the pens, pen is a tool, piece of paper is a tool, social media is a tool. How, how are, like, where, where are you currently at with social media? Where do you think it's going? Like, are, are you kind of depressed and bummed out right now with all of this? Or what are still, what are some of the positive things that you're seeing? 
because I'll, I'll speak for myself. I post way less now than I used to. I used to post all the time and I'm just not anymore because it's, it's just icky and, and I don't like what else I'm seeing on there. Like, so tell me where you're at with social media today. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you. My social media habits have evolved over time. They've evolved even in the last, uh, over the last few years. They've matured. I think they've matured. <laughs> yes. Right? As, as, I'm, <laughs> as we're growing older, uh, Matt Ayersman, we're, we're realizing the, uh, <laughs> the folly of our youth and just how dumb we were. Yeah. And we realize we're still dumb. Oh yeah. But we're not going to but we're we're much more hesitant to actually say something to yeah. so to reinforce people's of our opinions. Yeah. And of our dumbness. I'm with you. I post a lot less. I listen, I read a lot more. Um I when I look into the crystal ball of <laughs> of social media I'm cautious about it. I'm not optimistic about it, but I'm not pessimistic about it. I, I think I'm realistic about it. Mm-hmm. I think I, I have benefited in a lot of ways through social media. Not only have I built a career upon it, but I've built relationships upon it. Yeah. I've, I have genuinely, I've seen lives impacted because mm-hmm. of it. I've seen lives saved mm-hmm. because of it. Yep. Genuinely lives saved because of it. Um, but I also see the opposite of it. I've seen lives put at risk. I've seen lives destroyed. Mm. I've seen marriages destroyed because of it. Um, and I think I don't pine for the old days. I don't pine for the days that, Oh, the good old days. I'm not on a platform to make social media great again. (laughs) What I am on a platform is for us as social media users to become more mature. They become more Christ-like and to continue to love our neighbor as ourselves, mm-hmm. whatever way that that looks, whether that's through social media or whether that's offline, how that's going to play out, what role social media is going to play, if it's going to continue to drag society down <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, with it, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm realistic about it, but, but I don't think I'm smart enough to actually say, hey, in two years or five years, this is where social media is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not that, like I said, I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, but I'm smart enough to admit it. Oh, but you're also the global lead of a very large organization. So don't be too hard on yourself. But I hear what you're well, saying. Well, that's true. I, I think maybe I should put a caveat now if my boss is listening to this. I love social media. I think social media is the future. And I think I am the right person to... <laughs> um, Perfect. I think to to reiterate, I still think that social media is a relationship tool. Yeah. We will always, always have relationships with with people. Mm-hmm. We will always have relationships both digitally and uh, in in real life. How that plays out, whether social media is the future of relationship building and relationship maintaining, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very messy. Very, very messy. So, okay, our time's going fast. I want to get at least a couple more things in before we have to run. But one thing, Sam, I may end up cutting this. I don't know. But one thing that I think about with social media right now, I'm just curious if you ever think about this. One of my favorite things about it is I post a lot of the time for myself and that I just want to remember in my life, right? Like one of the, the biggest things for Facebook and Instagram for me 
is to scroll back and see, oh yeah, that was my daughter's birthday. We had a lot of fun or, oh, that's when I got to see my friends and that was really cool. And sometimes I, I get in the trap that we all do sometimes where I, I, I want to know how many likes I have. Like I'm, I'm humble enough to admit that that's part of it. But I also legit, sometimes I post only for my future self, right? I want to remember these moments that I'm in. And so going back to the politics, politics stuff a little bit, there's part of me that for my own preservation or whatever, but also for my, my future family, like when, when my kids are learning about 2020, 10 years down the road, they're learning about coronavirus and politics and um, race relations. There's part of me that wants to be like, here's where you're, here was where I was. Here's where your dad was at during a really hard time. I, I wasn't one of those people that you're reading about in your textbooks who was doing a lot of really horrible things. Like, this is how I was thinking. This is how I was processing. And I, I didn't believe what those, what the majority of people said. I, here's what I was thinking. Here's how I was learning, how I was growing. There's a part of me that wants to document that just for my, for my sake and my family. But again, I know that that's, there are other ways to do that. Does, does that kind of like scrapbook mentality come into your mind at all? Do you, does that ever come into your thought process as you're posting things? Oh, yeah, sure. And I think that's a really natural use of social media. And, and, and I think it's a really positive use of social media. I mean, for generations, we've been journaling and writing, uh, documenting where we are so that we can look back and see where we've been. Right. Uh, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the saying that people who forget history are doomed to repeat it? Something yeah. like that. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I think I think that's a that, that this is a really common and a really wise use of social media. So you can look back and say, "Oh, we were here. Remember when we did this?" Yeah. Um, or you know, remember when? <laughs> oh, or you look back and you say, "Oh, remember when I thought this? Well, that was that was dumb. I don't think that anymore." But you, we we want to document or we want to remember so that we can see progress, we can see growth, or we can see change. The other side of it, I, 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 love, I, I love the idea of using social media, not just to record your own memories, but to record memories for your kids or for your families. When I grew up, uh, we had photo albums. We had these massive, like six inch thick photo albums. And man, I, I, would, I would pour through those photo albums probably once a month and just look at the same pictures over and over and over again. And I would ask my parents, mom, who is this again? Dad, why did you wear this then? This is the same mentality. These are the same habits we have now of capturing our past or capturing our present so that we can, we can preserve the future. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I, I love the idea of, using social media, sharing those experiences with your family, specifically with your kids, and to look back and remember and celebrate the times that the Lord was faithful, the times that you were obedient. Man, you, the stories, the rich, rich stories that we can pull from our past and that social media can remind us of is so healthy, so important, and can really help solidify our kids' relationships with the Lord and our kids' relationships with the Holy Spirit 
through our testimony, through our experiences, and what the Lord has brought us through. With our kids, we can look back and say, look what the Lord has done. Time and time again, picture after picture, Instagram post after Instagram post can be a ringing endorsement of the Lord's goodness in our life. That's really good. I really appreciate that perspective. All right, Sam, you and I could talk probably for days or years on this. Last thing, I want to I want to get you out on this. And you can fill in any gaps if you want to hit anything we haven't hit yet. But just as we kind of recap, could you hit some of the highlights again for us and just give us a summary of if someone is legitimately trying to be a good Christian online right now, what are just some of your main takeaways for someone who, like, they have a good heart. They're not trying to cause up trouble. They're not trying to you know, push their party or whatever. They're just, they're trying to represent Christ well in mind. Wrap us up with just some reminders of what you've already said or anything else you want to share with us. Yeah. If you want to be a good Christian online, it starts with being a good Christian offline. It starts with having a relationship with the Lord, studying and learning about Jesus, having a, a, a daily ongoing community with the Holy Spirit in your own personal life that then bleeds into your every aspect of your life your online life your social life your family life your career etc it all starts there it all starts with if you want to be a good christian online you got to be a good christian offline Mm -hmm. and then and two i would challenge anybody to make sure that the issues that you are passionate about online you are just as passionate offline. If you want to talk about being pro-life, if you want to talk about immigration, if you want to have an opinion online, you better be doing something about it offline. Your actions have better be matching your words because if they're not, you are losing your reputation. You are losing your ability to, to speak with any, any authority on any topic, right? You are, truly losing your your ability to relate and to identify with humanity if you aren't willing to actually do something about the issues that you are talking about online yeah gosh that's really really good just some of the things that you said that i want to remind myself and everybody listening man it's so simple but just man take a second before you post before you hit the button just slow down why are you posting this? Is this a good is this a good idea? And I'm talking to myself as much as everybody else. Like, why are you posting this? Stop! Don't post immediately, especially if you're angry or worked up about something. It's not going to end well. So pause. I am learning the importance of taking some breaks every once in a while. You don't have to have these apps on your phone all the time. Get off of there. And even like Sam and I, we both have to do social media for our jobs. But I'm finding ways to do it even without the apps on my phone. So there are ways, even if you quote unquote, have to be there. There are ways you can get off and look for some positive things you can share. Don't harp on only the negatives. Look for the positives. And I love what you just said, Sam. B, if you're a good Christian offline, you're going to be a good Christian online. And if you care about things online, you better care about them offline. I think if we could wrap it up, I think those are all really important things that I wish myself and everybody, we can all grow in those areas. So Sam, you're the man. I wish we could just keep talking for for hours and hours, but thank you for, for doing this, man. You're very wise. Oh, I, I appreciate the thoughts. And um, yeah, like you said earlier, we're recording this in early October. Who knows what's going to happen 
in just a, a matter of weeks before this comes out, but um, hopefully this will be an encouragement to, uh, to your listeners. I know I've been encouraged. I'm always encouraged talking to you, Matt. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love, you know, seeing how the, the Lord and his spirit is active in your life, the life of your family. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Sam, it's always a pleasure, man. And I hope we can do this again. I think we've got, you and I could keep talking about this. So maybe we'll try for part two sometime. But Sam, thank you, my friend. Thanks for the great work you're doing at Compassion. And real quick, people listening, go, Sam, are you okay if people follow you? Can I give a pitch for people to come follow you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. Instagram, say, at Sam underscore Hoover, or definitely follow Compassion for great stories about how God is at work around the world. There's some really cool things happening uh, on their channels as well. So, all right, man. Thank you, Sam. Great to spend some time with you. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you later. I don't know about you guys, but that was so good for me. So many of the questions that Matt asked are things that I've been wrestling with, and both he and Sam provided some really great insight on a few key things for me. I hope that it was helpful for you too. I hope that what you heard informed you and encouraged you and maybe even challenged you to start thinking differently about the way that we use social media. So thanks again to my, my buddy Matt for letting us use his content. He's doing really great work at First MB. If you liked this, uh, you should definitely check out his podcast. I believe it's called Lead Podcast, and you can find it by searching Lead Pods, that's L-E-A-D-P-O-D-S, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, thanks again for being with us. That's what we have for you guys. Go out and uh, display Jesus well on social media, and you are officially sent to be the light of the world. We'll see you guys next time.